Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Daily Draft Report. It's your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight, we have a fun, fun player, Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. He's a junior, six foot, 175 pounds, and I'm really excited to bring this guy back on again this year. Had a great time talking to him last year. Matt Ward, he's the lead writer and I put DOC, director of content, right? Yeah. I, I, I abbreviate I only it, have so I'm many like, characters on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, why did I abbreviate that? Is the director of content at B Roto Fantasy and a writer at DFF Fantasy. How you doing, Matt? Great, man. It's always good to be with you and hang out with you and talk prospects. One of my favorite times of year. Oh, yeah. This is fun, man. Fun, fun, fun. And Addison's one that I almost feel like doesn't get enough buzz. Like, I feel like he's... Agreed. Like, he's not getting talked about enough, and I, I just don't get it. I mean, he's getting mocked well, but I just feel like he's not getting a lot of talk. So, um, as a prospect, he was a four-star guy in the class of 2020, originally committed to Pitt from, he's from Frederick, Maryland. Let me make sure I get that right here. His freshman season at, I keep switching screens. I quit doing that. I can't do that while I'm talking. All right. Um, he's a freshman. He caught 60 balls for 666 yards. Um, as a sophomore, he caught 100 passes for 1,593 yards, 17 touchdowns in route to the Bolitnikoff Award. And so, I mean, that right there, he's going to satisfy your breakout age, your tar- market share, dominator rating, everything. You know, as like a 19-year-old sophomore. He, so he definitely pleases the analytic crowds. Had kind of a quieter year, um, hampered by injuries a little bit at USC, but he still caught 59 passes for 875 yards, and eight scores. And each year he did have some a couple of rushes too. So they'd get him involved in a little bit in that part of the game. So Matt, what skills do you see in Jordan Addison that you think will make him successful in the NFL? I mean, it's kind of a cliche, but it's it's easy to say that he does everything well because he does. And you know, right. he gets a lot of I, I would say discredit for being just a slot receiver, but he's played 1102 snaps in the slot and 757 snaps out wide in his career so he's much more than that and I think you know that comparison could be that slot receiver comparison is a little what's the right word I guess a misnomer um, for him because he's he's certainly right. more than just a a one-dimensional receiver as far as formations are concerned um, so can line up anywhere he's got some of the best hands in the country as well uh, only had two drops out of his 65 catchable targets at USC. And it was something that he vastly improved on because, I mean, as we will get into it, it yeah. was one of his bigger weaknesses at Pitt was obviously the drop concerns. Now, you're going to see drop numbers increase with insane market shares and insane target volumes like Addison was handling, but on a very low depth of target as well is where those drops are kind of getting a little concerning. Beautiful route runner. I mean, he's incredibly athletic, oh, but not beautiful. necessarily for his size either but it's just his fluidity of motion I, I think you know for he might not run the fastest 40 time but his stop and start and acceleration absolutely i mean beautiful is the word for ridiculous sure. so, yeah a, a phenomenal athlete um he can go up and get the ball too i don't think he's gonna have a 40 inch oh. vertical or anything by that means but i guess that would more of timing uh really good at, at high pointing he knows where to go and get the ball how to use his body good body control i guess not that great after the catch, but certainly shifty enough to to make a few guys miss after he hauls it in. Right. Yeah, that's it. The hands is one thing I, I wanted to po- the focus on, you know, that I, th- I thought I was super impressed by some of the catches he made. I mean, if you if you want a, a 
if you want to look up a tape, a catch that he made, there was one he made against when he was with Pitt against Clemson. Like, just search Pitt Clemson touchdown Jordan Addison. Oh my God. Like, I don't know how he even caught the ball. Like, his hands were just insane how he found the ball, like in the side of the end zone, still got his foot down. I mean, it was just one of the more, more beautiful catches I've ever seen. Just the suddenness in his route running, the way he uses his pace. You know, he, he can, he, you know, he's not just a full straight runner, he uses pace, he uses footwork, timing, like he's just a really smart route runner that creates separation at all levels, which I think is why he can play outside, you know, because that's a lot of things we see, they get pigeonholed in the slot because they can't create separation. Well, he can create separation right off the bat. So there's, there's some things there that I, that I absolutely love about him. Like he said, his run after the catch is good enough. He's not going to be one of those guys that, you know, breaks 60 yard runs after the catch very often, you know, that along with his speed, which we'll talk about a little bit more. So are there any other things you wanted to touch on before we get into weaknesses or. I, I mean, other than the fact that I, I absolutely love Addison as a versatile player inside or outside. And I think the NFL is going to view right. him the same way. I don't think they're going to stick that slot label that Twitter wants to stick on him. I, I really do think that they're going to view this kid as a number one receiver in this class. As I a, do. not the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Six foot 175 is definitely one of those ones where. That's where. Yeah. Used to, we used to always pigeon that size and slot, you know, but it's not anymore. Not anymore. So. All right. So what do you see as far as weaknesses, things that could hinder him a little bit? I think you kind of said it and we, we certainly touched on it a little bit. He, he is just six foot and 170, 175. If you're being generous, um, he'll probably weigh in right around that. I hope he doesn't come in any shorter, obviously, but the NFL is also kind of, you're seeing the Devonte Smiths, the Jalen Waddles. These guys are getting higher draft capital and they're being incredibly productive. Chris Olave's, you know, Garrett Wilson, all just six foot and certainly under the 200 pound threshold that you usually like to see with wide receivers. So right. I don't think it's his biggest concern for his draft capital weaknesses. Yeah, it, it's the drops for sure. It is the size and his athleticism is it's good, but he doesn't have like game breaking top end speed or, you know, like the same types of strength and, and jukes and, and run after the catch moves that a Quentin Johnson has. So you could certainly peg that into his weaknesses, but the rest of his game is so versatile and well-rounded that you don't really ever get to see him pigeonholed into a point where those weaknesses are shining because he could do everything else so well. Right. Yeah. The, that's one thing. There's one thing I noticed that is he's not because of the size and because of the, his game, he's not the most physical dude in the world. I mean, he's not going to be beating press coverage, but with power, you know, he's not one of those guys that's just going to lock up with a corner, shove him aside and take off running. That's not his game, you know, but he, the corners are probably going to have trouble pressing him because he's so slippery. So there's not that um, you notice that a little bit in like run right. blocking, things like that. You know, he's not the most physical dude in the world, you know, but once again, six foot 175. I mean, what do you expect? And <laughs> I mean, we were saying it. the same thing about yeah. Devonte Smith and, and I'm not I, certainly different prospects and different levels of player, but analytically right. very similar and would be a very high comp for, for Addison as well. But we were all saying the same thing about Devonte, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to be as high of an impact to these players at the NFL level anymore with, you know, the safety and, and the contact and the league getting smaller and faster and airing it out more. And obviously passing offenses becoming more vertical. So I think Addison is just fitting into that new alpha mold. Right. I like it. 
I get a lot. Um, let's see here. We'll get the draft mock draft database real quick here. Um, lot, he's going in the first round in a lot of mocks and a lot everywhere. of almost every <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I mean, pretty much every mock anywhere from 12 to the Texans, 14 to Patriots, 23 to the Vikings, 21 to the Chargers, which I love. Uh, 31, 31 to the Eagles. That'd be <laughs> Do they really need him? No, we don't need to make the Eagles any overkill. better. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> overkill. Dang man. it. Um, are there any of those teams that you think would be a, the best fit for him? Or I mean, I think he could fit just about anywhere. But well, the, yeah. which is funny because obviously in, in my notes as well, and when you know you shared the show sheet with me, I, I clicked on the mocks and it was like all of them, all of these yeah. teams. Like if you need a wide receiver, and, and you know you might even be somebody that you can wait on if if teams are valuing the more prototypical body of of Quentin Johnson or. or you know, not discounting the health of JSN and, and going after that that incredible sophomore breakout of his. If if Addison is the second or third wide receiver taken off the board in the first round of this draft, I would ha- be happy with every single landing spot for any team that actually needs a one. Or, you know, a, a Chargers, when you said that, that would be absolutely phenomenal for me. Two guys that can obviously yeah. handle the outside role, uh, Keenan Allen that they are rumored to actually be moving on from um, could take over that uh, slot position. And obviously we've seen Justin Herbert favor that area of the field a lot. Um, yeah. I think that would be honestly the best fit sans Keenan Allen. If they do decide to move on that from that contract, but it's honestly anywhere, anywhere that is going to pass more than 24 times a game, like the Falcons did, <laughs> then I'd be happy. So, so not the Patriots, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, yeah, I, I think, I think that uh, might be a, I mean, at least for fantasy purposes, obviously for <laughs> NFL purposes and reasoning, I think the Patriots are an excellent fit and they might look at him very highly because he has that versatile slot and outside role, which obviously Belichick loves. Um, and they are probably not going to retain Jacoby, which leaves them in a deep, right. even deeper hole at a very shallow wide receiver position already. So I think it's a very good fit for him for fantasy and selfishness. I don't want him to go there. Right, right. Yeah, I think he'd, <laughs> he'd instantly be the wide receiver one. But didn't they have a game where Mac Jones threw six times last year or the year before? I don't know. It was some crazy number. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Uh, there was the, yeah. the snow game as well where I think he had three passes. Maddening, times. maddening. Where do you have Addison in your, in your rookie rankings? I want to say wide receiver, receiver 1B. 1B, uh, JSN at 1A right now, and I would have Johnson third, and they're my – one, two, and three, uh, take them in the first round without hesitation. But draft capital would be the only thing that I think would change that for me. If for some reason he falls to the second round, I, I really don't see that happening with the way that these mocks have been pretty solid indicators throughout the, the past years. And and just that there hasn't been very much variance uh, with Addison's mock position. It's just been like from 12 to 20. So in that tight window, I'd be very happy with him as you know probably my wide receiver 1B alongside JSN. I, I think yeah. he's genuinely going to give us like a Chris Olave rookie season, a, a Devontae Smith-esque rookie season where it might be a little underrated with the other guys that are in the class and how they impact in their rookie year. Um, but you're talking a, a perennial top 15 dynasty wide receiver for years to come. Love it. Love it. All right. Thank you, Matt. Like it. Nice and clean, clean and quick. I like it, man. All right. Yeah, this was a quick one. Tell Oh, yeah. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. You have the best Twitter handle that feeds off your name. So I, I like <laughs> mine, but I think I like yours a little better. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's I've had it for a while, so I hope nobody uh, wants to buy it off me anytime soon. <laughs> it's at Psych Ward FF. Um, 
you can find all my stuff at Brodo Fantasy at Dynasty Football Factory. Always churning out content, um, trying to bring the best of the people. Yeah, check him out. He's Matt's got a lot of really good information. Um, I just I have a timeline this time of year, and there's a few guys that I always gravitate to, and Matt's definitely one of them. So, thank you for coming on again, man. Find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ. This podcast, this uh, podcast is Daily Draft RPRT. Make sure you check out all of the Campus to Campus, Campus to Canton family of podcasts. I can't talk tonight. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.